Good morning. Whether you're joining us over the live stream or here in person, welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, Acting Senior Minister for June and July as we enter into a transition period after the retirement of our beloved, now Minister Emerita, Meg Barnhouse. I especially want to welcome our visitors this morning. If you're online on a platform where you can do so, please say hello in the comments and let us know from where you're watching the service. If you're here with us in person, we invite you to coffee and conversation in our fellowship hall after the service. If you've been coming steadily for a while and you see someone in the fellowship hall that doesn't look familiar, please walk up and say hello and welcome. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. And it's in that tradition that I invite those of you online who can do so to greet each other in the comments and those who are here in person to turn to those around you and greet the holy among us this morning. Please join me as we say the words for lighting the chalice together. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Our call to worship today is written by the Reverend Ella Kemmler. So what then does it mean to offer a blessing? to be a blessing. To bless something or someone is to invoke its wholeness, to help remind the person or thing you are blessing of its essence, its sacredness, its beauty, and to help remind yourself of that too. Blessing does not fix anything. It is not a cure. A blessing does not fix us. It does not instill health or well-being or strength. Instead, it reminds us that those things are already there within us. This religious community has a common purpose. It's our mission. It guides our decision-making. It informs our ministries and programs. We put it on our wall and we say it together every Sunday so that we might more readily carry it with us in our hearts throughout the week. Let's say it together now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Each week, to explore more deeply that term, beloved community, we have a moment for beloved community. This week, I want to talk to you about the hearings that are going on about the January 6th insurrection. How many watched those? That's about what I guessed. I did too. I think it is vital that as we continue to watch those hearings, that we remind ourselves that those were rooted in white supremacy and white nationalists by a bunch of folks who are upset because our country's demographics are changing such that more and more voters will no longer be white. That white nationalism is alive and well since then, just 
Yesterday, a group um, showed up outside of a small town in Idaho of white nationalists. They were dressed similarly. They had riot gear with them. They were all stuffed into the back of a U-Haul truck when they got arrested. They had intended to conduct a riot, we don't know how violent, with the gay pride festivities that were going on in that little town that day. Good morning. I'd like to invite the children to come up to hear a story. We're going to have the pictures up on the screens too, but if any kids want to come up and get a close view, come on up. Today we're talking about blessings. And I love this idea of how we can be a blessing to each other. You Hold Me Up by Monique Gray-Smith and Danielle Daniel. You hold me up when you are kind to me. When you share with me. This sounds a little bit like a covenant we would write in one of our classes, doesn't it? When you learn with me. You hold me up when you play with me. When you laugh with me, when you sing with me, you hold me up when you comfort me, when you listen to me, when you respect me, you hold me up. I hold you up. We hold each other up. The end. Our reading today is by Jan Richardson. Beloved is where we begin. If you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are. Beloved, named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it is hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what this journey is for. I cannot promise this blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger or thirst, from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night. But I can tell you that on this path, there will be help. I can tell you that on this way, there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this, that fly to meet us bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence, whisper our name. Beloved. 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 This is the time in our service where we center ourselves together 
we breathe together. Some meditate, some pray, some simply follow their breath to a deeper place inside. That place of greater wisdom, that place where we know we are beloved, that spark of the divine within each of us. And breathing together, breathing in and breathing out, we enter into a time of sacred silence together, remembering that the sounds of small children and human sounds are a part of that sacred silence in this congregation. Breathing in, breathing out, we enter into that time of silence together. I invite you now to light candles, candles of sorrow, joy, remembrance, hope.
Caesar Koryama calls himself a director, producer, 3D FVX animator, and geek. Notice how I pretended to know what 3D FVX animator even means. When Kuriyama was 30 years old, he started a project he called One Second Every Day. Using just the video camera from a smartphone, he is recording video of just one second of every day of his life. Now, these videos are not selfies. They're taken from the perspective of his eyes and ears, what he's actually seen and heard. He then stitches these videos together in chronological order to create one single, continuous, ever-growing video of these slices of his life. The thing is, these brief glimpses help him remember all the moments of his life, recognize that life is full of blessings, that life is a blessing. Here's how he puts it. Now, one of the things that I have issues with, he says, is that as the days and weeks and months go by, time just seems to start blurring and blending into itself. And you know, I hated that. And visualization is the way to trigger memory. You know, he says, this project for me is a way for me to bridge that gap and remember everything I've done. Even just this one second allows me to remember everything else I did that one day. He goes on to add that through this project, he has discovered that even bad days, really difficult moments, are still a part of the blessing of life. He says, I found it's actually been very, very important to record even just that one second of a really bad moment. Now in his early 40s, Kuriyama has over an hour of video from his life. If he lives to be 80, he'll have over five hours. Now, the thing that's happened, though, is that so many other people got interested in his project and doing the same thing themselves that it grew into an industry. It's part of how he makes his living now. There's even a one-second everyday app that you can purchase for your smartphone that will automatically stitch together your daily one-second videos in chronological order for you. The spiritual topic we're examining this month in the church is celebrating blessings. I wanted to start with this story of the one-second everyday videos because I think they illustrate so many aspects of how we might construct a Unitarian Universalist concept of a blessing. Now, the religious conservatism of my childhood left me with an idea of the term blessing that I struggled with for many years. I remember for many, many years when someone I encountered would say, have a blessed day as we were parting ways, I would just kind of recoil. 
A blessing I had been taught was something an all-powerful God bestows upon us even though we are completely undeserving of it. And that same all-powerful God could turn around the next day and give you a terrible disease. Or, or could send you to a really bad production of the glass menagerie in which the character lawyer, Laura, who is written as having a walking disability due to a childhood illness, is played by an actress who limps on a different leg from scene to scene. Yes, this actually happened to me. I mean, if God is all-powerful, why does God allow such bad acting in the world? I think those small snippets from people's lives demonstrate the aspects of a very real-world perspective on blessings. Now, first... We can tend to think of blessings as contained in the large, joyous moments of life. The birth of a child, spectacular experiences and scenery while traveling, falling in love, getting married and the like. And these can certainly be blessings. So too, though, can we find blessings in life's everyday moments, which I think those one-second videos demonstrate so wonderfully. And in so many of those tiny moments we just saw, relationship was key. The videos show us that we can be blessings to each other. We can enhance for each other the joyous moments as well as bless each other in the more routine moments of our daily lives. And finally, though not as apparent in the segments I just showed you, we can even find and offer blessings in the more difficult moments of life. The gentle hand on a shoulder, a hug when needed, simply being there for one another. The realizations we have, even in times of great loss, that we are blessed by having loved, that love is more than worth it, even though loving will mean suffering losses sometimes. One woman dedicated a month of her daily one-second videos to capturing the waning days of her beloved dog's life. Now, I want to touch a little more on each of these real aspects of blessings for just a bit. First... Let us celebrate the blessings of the ordinary when what we call ordinary life can be quite extraordinary if we stop to appreciate it. If you search the internet for odes to ordinary things, you'll find a website with poets expressing their appreciation for some of the simpler things in life. Among the things to which they pay homage... Bedroom slippers, a sonic toothbrush, cheese, onions, tea, artichokes, licorice, 5.30 a.m. Personally, I'm not so sure about the licorice and 5.30 a.m., but you get the point. And there are so many more. What are some of the day-to-day blessings in your life? What might happen if you kept a list about them? journaled about them, or composed poetry around them. 
I want to share with you a couple of quotations related to this idea of the blessings of ordinary life. The first is from Zen Buddhist instructor and author Edward S. Bay Brown, who writes, The awesome, often unrecognized gifts come from what is beyond. Beyond our understanding and comprehension, beyond our capacity to produce. Without our thinking, the world appears. Food comes from the bounty of nature, the work of many people, the offering of other forms of life. We cannot fathom or manufacture the lusciousness of a tomato vine-ripened in the sunlight. I love how he reminds us that what we may view as the everyday oftentimes may come from come from the mysterious beyond us. The other quote is from New Yorker journalist and author Catherine Schultz. My days are exceptional, even when they are ordinary. Existence does not need to show us any of its more famous or spectacular wonders to fill us with amazement. We live remarkable lives because life itself is remarkable. A fact that is impossible not to notice if only suffering leaves us alone for long enough. But of course, suffering doesn't always leave us alone. There are the larger events of life, both the joys and the times of great sorrow and grief. It may be in those difficult times, though, that we most need a blessing, that we have the greatest opportunity to be blessings to one another. I remember when my Basinji dog and little buddy of 17 years, Virgil, was at the end of his life. He'd reached the point where he was suffering. We had scheduled a home hospice veterinarian for the next day. I was in a meeting with our now Minister Emerita Meg Barnhouse. When I tried to talk about what was happening the next day, I started crying. I apologized that I couldn't seem to keep myself from crying. Meg simply touched my hand and said, You are allowed to cry. What a gift that was. What a blessing. Sometimes the way we can bless each other most is just to be present for each other in the grieving. No fixing. No offering cliché words of comfort. Meg allowed me, through my tears, to understand that the time I had shared with Virgil was a blessing that was far greater than the grief I was feeling over losing my little friend. I want to share share with you another beautiful poem by minister, artist, and poet Jan Richardson, whom we heard from earlier. I think this poem captures this idea so well, as well as captures the moment we are currently living through. It's titled, Blessing When the World is Ending. Look, the world is always ending somewhere. Somewhere, the sun has come crashing down. 
Somewhere it has gone completely dark. Somewhere it has ended with the gun, the knife, the fist. Somewhere it has ended with the slammed door, the shattered hope. Somewhere it has ended with the utter quiet that follows the news from the phone, the television, the hospital room. Somewhere it has ended with a tenderness that will break your heart. But listen, this blessing means to be anything but morose. It has not come to cause despair. It is simply here because there is nothing a blessing is better suited for than an ending. Nothing that cries out more for a blessing than when a world is falling apart. This blessing will not fix you, will not mend you, will not give you false comfort. It will not talk to you about one door opening when another one closes. It will simply sit itself beside you among the shards and gently turn your face toward where the light will come, gathering itself about you as the world begins again. My beloveds, we can be such blessings to one another. As our readings earlier reminded us, we can help one another find our wholeness, our sacredness, know that we are beloved. 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 We can be with one another through the difficult times as well as share our joys. And we can help one another find those blessings in those tiny slices of everyday life. I love the poem about being beloved because I think knowing that we are loved is a blessing that can help us shed some of the negative labels we sometimes carry, labels often internalized from our interactions with others. I'll close by saying what a blessing it is to serve this church. Each of you is a blessing to this religious community. Your simple presence is a blessing. Your support, your participation, your volunteerism are all such blessings. Your commitment to nourishing souls, transforming lives, and doing justice to build the beloved community is a blessing not only to this church, but to our community. Our world. You bless one another when you reach out to one another with friendship, compassion, and support. As we move through this time of transition, the church needs the blessings of you. Whether you're recently visiting with us or are already, are already a steady church participant, we hope you will bless us by continuing to be with us, continuing to be engaged over the longer term. 
I'll leave you with one more poem by Unitarian Universalist minister, Reverend Rudy Nimzer. Long haul people. Long haul people. You find them in churches when you're lucky. Other places too, though I mostly only know ecclesiastical varieties. Long haul people upon whose shoulders and pocketbooks and casseroles and daylight nighttime hours a church is built and maintained even after the brass is tarnished and cushions need restitching. They pay their pledges full and on time even when the music's modern. Support each canvas, though the sermons aren't always short. (laughs) Mow lawns and come to suppers. Teach Sunday school when there's no one else and they'll miss the service. Ask what they think of the minister or plans for the kitchen or the choral anthem or Christmas pageant or color of the bathroom paint. They'll reply... Individuals and fashions arrive and pass. The church, the church will be here, steady and hale, for a long, long time. It will. For long-haul people, bless a church with a very special blessing. To all of this church's very special blessings, amen and blessed be. Please join me in saying the words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.